0: Welcome to Business Over a Brew the show where we talk business with some of the Riverbend's most interesting and influential business leaders, all while enjoying a nice brew at Elijah P's Burgers and Brews in Alton. I'm your host, Nick Dorr. In this two-part episode, we'll talk to Sam and John Roberts of Roberts Motors. They'll tell us about the history of the business, what's made them so successful, how they've kept up with technology, and the importance of community involvement to the entire Roberts Motors family. So let's get to it. It's the Business Over a Brew podcast from Elijah Peace. John and Sam Roberts, welcome to Business Over Brew. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having Cheers. us. Cheers. Appreciate it. Do anything, well. for a free beer. Well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> how we get people on the show, basically, because uh, it's certainly not the appeal of talking to me. Um, Sam, I wanted to start with you. If you could just talk a little bit about the history of, of Roberts Motors and when it got started and, and why you got into it.
1: Well, Roberts Motors started in 1949 in uh, River, Illinois, as the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And Bill Roberts, of course, is the one that started. And previous to that, he worked with his dad on the DeVoliver over in St. Louis the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And then in 1951, Bob, Bill's dad, or Byron, some people call him, he sold his dealership over to Boliver and came with Bill. So then the two of them had River. And he had the Soto plum Sixty-three, they moved to uh, Alton, Illinois, the uh, old National Food Store, which is now Markel, Rope and Reed. So we were in on, there Broadway at, Alden, right, right, on Broadway and Alton. On Broadway. So we were there from sixty-three until seventy-four. And when the time he got up to the Alton store there in sixty-three, the Soto was gone, and it was called Chrysler Plumbing. So we had Chrysler, Plymouth there, and then also he had some import call from Europe, it was Avondale or something like that called it, four-door sedan, and it had GMC truck. So I went to work for Bill in 65, hired me in 64, and uh, believe it or not, he hired me out of a grocery store. I worked for ANP from 54 to 64, and through high school, and of course, uh, I you know, took care of Bill and his wife at the grocery store. So Bill, through my dad, talked to me in an interview and talked to me to come to work for him. And uh, you know, I, I bought a, gotta be honest, bought a couple of Chevrolets in between. I didn't even know it was a <laughs> price for a deal. And uh, I, I told Bill, I said, "Nah, I really don't think so. I said, you know, I've got a good spot with a and I'm young and got a good position, making good money. And uh, old Bill, he says, well, take it over and come back and see me. So I went back and talked to him. And uh, he says, have you made up your mind? And I said, you know, Bill, what bothers me? And I says, I know how car guys are. And I said, I don't think I can handle that. And he said, well, let me tell you something, Sam. He said, if you can't sell everybody that comes in the way you'd sell your mom and dad, I don't want you. So we got started on that. And we got talking about money and all that stuff. And I said, man, I don't know if I can do that. And he says, well, what'd you make last year? You know I told him? He says, how about if I guarantee you that the first year? And I said, really? I said, what about if I come work for you a week and I leave? He said, I'll still give you a full year. And uh, he said, here's the name of my attorney. And he says, go talk to me and draw papers. I said, hey Bill, where I come from, a handshake's better than a piece of paper. (laughs) And that's how we started. And And, uh, he gave me $15. And told me to go buy a desk and a chair, <laughs> and I bought a desk and a chair out of the cave down at the old Bluff City Brewery. You know where this is on now? Uh, what is that uh, street? Pearl Pearl Street. Okay, it's you know it's right on the other side of the cemetery.
0: Okay, you know right.
1: And so anyhow, uh, somebody had them stored in there, and so I ended up with a, a desk and a chair, fifteen bucks. Went back to the dealership and I says, where am I going to put it? He says, move my desk over and put it in here. Seven years we set. It. <laughs> Looking at each other, and,
0: and if memory serves, you and Bill were not related. Right? Uh, no relation. I damn not know. Just the same last name. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. I get a lot of arguments about that, though. Right. A lot of people yeah. insist they have to be. My...
0: Just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was a pretty good decision on your part to, to yep. go ahead and make yeah, that move. I uh, so, and, especially since
1: A yeah. and P left town two years after I went to work <laughs> for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Um, and then obviously, now you two are related, uh, father and son. John, how did you get started in the business? Was it something you always knew you'd do growing up, or was it something you thought, I'm never going into the car business?
2: No, actually, I said I'd never, I wasn't going to do. In fact, if some of my friends in high school would tell you, I always said, I'm not, work, I'm not going to the car business. I'm not working for my dad.
0: Right. That's
1: the main thing.
2: I'm not working for my dad. <laughs> um, I was actually going to Lewis and Clark, um, and I was working at Racks showing our age. Sure, I mean, yeah. And... Uh, had some, uh, just got to where I really didn't enjoy fast food. Mm-hmm. And so I, matter of fact, I know the amount because I came in one day and I just to him. I said, you know, I just can't do this anymore. I said, I'm making $65 every two weeks. You know, if I can make that here, doing whatever you need done, mm-hmm. you know, I'll work here. So I started mowing grass, uh, cleaning cars, helping my brother clean the shop and whatever needed to be cleaning done. Cleaning out the grease pits. Yeah, cleaning out the grease pits. and. Um, I got my third quarter, cause there were quarters at Lewis and Clark at the time. So I was going to Lewis and Clark and it was binary electronics. I remember, cause electronics is what I thought I wanted to do. And I'm in that class and the teacher says, okay guys, this is it. This is what you're going to be doing the rest of your life. And I hated it, hated it. <laughs> so I'm at work, you know, at the store and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't. Just cause this electronics stuff's not going to work for me. And I get thinking, I'm like, you know, dad's got this business here, you know, family business you know looks like I can actually I think I could do this you know I, I think I'd be okay and, and actually the one of the deciders for me I was a very shy kid in high school growing up mm-hmm. all together and I knew that as I grew up I had to get through that so I thought what better way than if I had to sell to make if I had to get out there and talk to people and make a living you know I'm gonna either get through it or I'm gonna die right? right you know so um I thought, you know, why not? So, you know, I mentioned wanting to get into sales and uh, his sales manager at the time threw me to the wolf, helped me walk me through it. Got my training on the fly and been with it ever since. That was 85, I think 85. I worked part-time in 485, but that's when I was really there all the time.
0: So there must've been a little reservation about going to work for your dad Mm -hmm. who, Marine, mm-hmm. you know, pretty strict disciplinarian, I would gather growing up. So. Well, it's funny because a lot of people say, Oh, you work for
2: your dad. I'm like, You don't know my dad.
0: Right. I'm you sure he, you got those, you probably got treated tougher than the other employees. But you know what?
2: I, and, I, and I'll tell you, cause, and it's the uh, son of the dealer is a bad rap in the car business because mm-hmm. most of them don't work, they don't earn their way. Right. Um, I, I didn't get that, but I, you know, I appreciate it because I learned, you know, I, I learned the hard way, you know, I had to earn it, I had to work. And, and I like that because um, I feel that, you know, I've gotten a lot of knowledge from him, from the managers I've worked with, all the other people I've worked on. And, and because the fact that, you know, if one guy was expected to do this, I'm expected to do this much more. And I'm okay with that, you know, because I think that if you want the respect of your employees and the people you work with, they gotta know that you can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and and Sam, you were in charge at the time. I always say I could have worked for my dad. I'm not sure if I could have my kids work for me. So you you probably had a few reservations about bringing your kids on board too. I would imagine.
1: Well, you do because you don't want them to fail. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of a lot of people go to work for their family, and they don't realize that they got to put out, and 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 just like. John's friends always called the part of the cold spoon in mouth. Well, John wasn't, you know, it, well, we weren't the ones that started the place. And, uh, you know, we earned everything we got. And uh, I'll tell you, John was a hard worker. You know, I gotta be real honest, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. And, uh, you know, to get too old for it, it takes youth to make it work.
0: <laughs> it, it probably helped a little bit that you started off Mowing grass and cleaning grease pits instead of just went straight to sales manager or it, something it, it like people, that. people you imagine. work with appreciate that.
2: And there, there's a lot of them that have been there that were there before I came in, and they're still there. So they remember me from those days, mm-hmm. you know, when I was
1: just doing whatever. You know, one big thing, Nick, that we're both really lucky for was my partner, Bill Roberts, who's deceased. Because mm-hmm. Bill took me under his wing. And when John came along, he took John under his wing. And when you got a guy like that, that you can look up to a mentor to, that tells you what's going on and what's not going on. It's invaluable.
0: I think you know? sometimes too, for, from my standpoint, I've got a 16 year old and sometimes it helps to hear, for him to hear from a different voice. So instead of John hearing it from you, you might've been hearing it from Bill yeah. and it might have a little bit more impact, um, not coming from your dad, I suppose.
2: When, when I, when I went from being a salesperson to a manager, Bill actually called me in his office and he said, you're not gonna make it. He said, he goes, I know your dad wants you to have this chance, but you won't make it. I'm telling you. And I was, I was really upset, you know, <laughs> sure. I went home and I told my wife about it and I'm, I was, I was really aggravated, you know? And, um, you know, now looking back, I, I know what he was doing mm-hmm. you now and, and ironically, I couldn't tell you how long it's been because it's been a long time ago, but several months had gone by, and um he'd come by the desk. He says, What are you doing for lunch? And I'd have an excuse. And I this, I got to do that. And I did that for about a week, and I finally realized I'm not good at getting out of this. Right. So I finally said, The next time he came up and asked me, and I said, Yeah, I can go to lunch. So I went to lunch with him. And what he did was, he told me, He says, You know, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I got to tell you. I didn't think he'd make it, but you did. You're doing a hell of a job. And that, you know, at the time was pretty big. I I thought, one, it was good Mm -hmm. that he would do that, but then looking back on it, I really don't think he ever meant that I would fail. I think it was a challenge. He laid that out there for me to test me, just to say, okay, I don't think you can do it. Show me, Mm -hmm. you know? But he was, he, he, Bill was a lot like that, and neither one sugarcoated anything with me. Neither one coddled me, you know. They they throw you out there. You know, sometimes you'd sink, you know, sometimes you wouldn't, but they'd always be there to pull you back up, you know. But to me, that's how you learn, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sure.
0: Is there a difference in your relationship at work and, say, around the Thanksgiving dinner table? I, it gets touchy <laughs> once in a while, but no, I don't. can't imagine that. <laughs> I,
2: I got to say that I think... The fact that we've done it for so long, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to draw that line. Sure. Now don't get me wrong, it's not unusual we'll be talking business and family functions, mm-hmm. but we can have a disagreement at work. But if we're at dinner the next night, it's family, it's family. And we're not talking about that disagreement we had at work the other day. We, I think we get along exceptionally well. I really do. Yeah, uh, I agree with
0: that. Well, and it really is truly a family business. John's not the only family member involved in it as well. So, well, I am now. You are now now, at the moment, but there's been others along the line. We lost a couple of years. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, So uh, tell us a little bit about just some of the changes that have taken place in the business in the last uh, five to ten years. I know you guys have added a lot of things, and certainly it's a full service dealership.
2: Yeah, well, I think the the biggest change that we've had of recent is in the service area. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we acquired a new service manager in January, I think in January, Jack Fegley, and he's doing a phenomenal job for us. Um, and, uh, that service end of the business is, is growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, the, the, the people were talking about the average age of the fleet now it cars that are on the road today, it's over 11 years old right now. And what that means is you got a lot of people on the road getting service work done on the cars. So it, as much as the sales end is good for the business, the service end is constantly growing, um, and dealing with those challenges, um, getting good technicians, um, Um, the efficiencies you need back there, and the service levels you need for your customers, having somebody can manage all that. He does a really good job for us. And you know, one of the the challenges is with the the quick lane, the whole idea of that was a no appointment necessary. Well, with the levels you do right now and trying to manage the amount of people you have, it's kind of hard to do. So it's kind of been a challenge for Jack, but he's doing a really good job of it and we're getting it all figured out. And he's uh, um, been a really good hire for us
0: sure there there are it's interesting in a car dealership a lot of people don't realize how many different areas are there are (laughs) to to manage and um and the quick lane is one of them obviously used cars to pre-owned vehicles Mm -hmm. new cars so there's a lot of different uh different areas to manage how do you guys manage to juggle that so well good
2: people i I mean truly good people i mean you got a great team yeah Mm -hmm. and and no matter how good you are, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And we've got a, we think we've got a great team up there. We actually, um, we have the highest number of technicians we've ever had employed in a place right now, service technicians, because of the growth back there. Um, And that's hard to find the right people. Um, But, you know, he's really good at building the team and uh, getting the team to work together. And the same way with the front. Um, You know, you gotta have people work, but they gotta have a little fun at work too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta kind of, you know, I've always said that a guy can't if you can't come to work and be excited about where you're going, you need to find another job, sure. you know, and um, that's one thing that I, I think is pretty evident that when you get in there, like whether it's walking through the service department or in the sales department, the people that are having a good time, they enjoy they enjoy working there, you know, and, and to me, that's part of, of making it a good business is making it a place people want to be, whether it be an
1: employee or a customer coming in.
0: Sure. We're going to take a brief time out. We'll pause and, and come back
1: with uh, part two.